Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Isaiah Thomas will not be back with the Lakers, who added Darren Collison and Stanley Johnson over the weekend. And now, because Rajon Rondo is entering protocols, can add another player uh, via that hardship exception. Busy weekend, busy holiday weekend. The Lakers also lost to the Brooklyn Nets over that holiday weekend, so a lot to get to. Let's start with Isaiah Thomas. Frankly, nobody should have had particularly high expectations for the guy. He's a 5'9 point guard who hasn't been very good in NBA games in like half a decade, right? Uh, He is, at best, in the optimal situation. He is uh, given the freedom to go out there and create for himself, sometimes create for others, and be surrounded by just elite defenders to make up for what he can't give you on that end. And the Lakers have ball-dominant guys already. They don't have great defenders to surround him with, especially with Anthony Davis down. And even his shot creation, given the fact that he hasn't played NBA basketball in years, he was so rusty that (laughs) it didn't go very well. Uh, It's not that I, I thought he was terrible or or any of those things it doesn't necessarily surprise me that Shams Karania reported there are other teams interested in him one it doesn't surprise me from the standpoint of some team out there might be able to give him a more optimal situation and then secondly seem like a favor to an agent Uh, so either way though I wish uh, IT nothing but the best moving forward as he continues to try to keep his dreams alive as an NBA player It's just very difficult when you are that small in a game that is so (laughs) uh, advantageous to be big or at least not tiny. And we'll see where he goes from here on out. We'll see where he lands, if he lands anywhere. For the Lakers, though, given the addition of Darren Collison and now the subtraction of Rajon Rondo, that's a, a... potential swing in terms of fit that makes a lot more sense to be absolutely clear it does suck that Rajon Rondo is apparently in those uh, COVID protocols whether he tested positive or whatever it's this is a you know again this is just another hit to a team that has been just constantly bombarded by hits so on a very human level and you know top priority here Hope Rondo is, is, uh, makes a full recovery, doesn't have to deal with too tough of symptoms here uh, in this situation. And hopefully, as the Lakers kind of roster and, and organizational wide, uh, organizationally uh, get to something closer to, I guess, herd immunity, that hopefully gets everybody back to, to some kind of normal standing so that you have some forward momentum whenever AD comes back in the next you know few weeks or so. But uh, Rondo catching or, or, or finding himself in these COVID protocols, that opens up some opportunities from some other guys who are now back or on the Lakers for their first time. As I'm recording this at 3.37, my time here in Texas, uh, 137 back home. The Lakers currently have available Russell Westbrook, Wayne Ellington, Taylor Horton Tucker, Malik Monk, 
Avery Bradley, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, Jumario Jones, Darren Collison, Stanley Johnson, Mason Jones, and Jay Huff. All right. So uh, what that means, so you have, obviously, IT is out. Rajon Rondo is out. You have a pretty decent guard rotation here. Uh, you have Russell Westbrook is obviously going to start. I would still love to see Malik Monk start in the uh, shooting guard spot, but uh, for whatever reason, we are not going to get that. So either Wayne Ellington or Monk should start, but because the Lakers uh, don't know how to put lineups together, apparently, Taylor Horton Tucker is going to continue starting. That's another conversation we probably need to have again. Uh, then you have LeBron at small forward. You have uh, probably Carmelo Anthony at the uh, power forward. And you have one of DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard as your starting group. You can, I if you really want to get you know a little get a little frisky here, you could slide LeBron down to the power forward and move Stanley Johnson into the the starting small forward spot. I thought Stanley looked incredible just compared to what the Lakers haven't had on the wing so far this season. Uh, it's not that he lit the world on fire. He's not that kind of a player. It's just that he can literally guard shooting guards and small forwards with a little bit of size and athleticism. That's something that the Lakers just have not had so far this season. So uh, whether you go Russ, THT, uh, Stanley Johnson, LeBron, and DeAndre, I think that's probably what I would predict just because, again, the Lakers just do not care about spacing. I would prefer to see Russ, Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, or sorry, I would prefer to see Russ, uh, Monk, Johnson, LeBron, and uh, Dwight out there, but we'll see where they go uh, in their next game and as they get guys back. That's the other thing, too, is at any time, you can either have guys enter the protocols or come out of them. The only player that we know, we the only players that we know we're not going to see are AD and Kendrick Nunn, both of whom would really help in, in multiple regards. I guess we'll just have that Taylor Horton Tucker conversation uh, because, look, he was another, just, uh, another tough night for him. Uh, he just hasn't looked good since he came back from COVID, has never really looked all that comfortable. And, of course, he's not going to look comfortable. He's out there in these lineups uh, where he's either playing next to Russ or he's playing next to LeBron and, and uh, you know, DeAndre Jordan or something like that, or Dwight Howard, and, and there just isn't space for him to get to the basket. It's just so frustrating to see a team have no just discernible idea what the bleep to do with this guy. It's clear. The things that Taylor Horton Tucker is best, are, are, you know, those things that he's best at is, for one thing, getting to the basket and finishing whenever he gets there. He's also a really good free throw shooter, so if he gets fouled on his way to the to the basket or while he's shooting, that also helps. Uh, defensively, yeah, I just, you know, we'll see what what shows up there. But he's long enough to bother people, and uh, on ball defense, I think he's fine-ish. Off ball defense and his instincts on that side of the court are those of a twenty one year old. Uh, now. The things that he is not particularly good at, and and especially not comfortable doing, spot up shooting, uh, you know, decision making. I don't. I his his he's very good if he's already 
dribbling in the direction of a pass that he's supposed to make, but I never really feel comfortable when he has to swing a, po- a pass across his body or anything like that. So uh, if he's making decisions, they need to be a secondary or tertiary type decision where you attack a closeout and the pass that you're making is, is a fairly easy one to see right in front of you. Uh, and yet, you know, for the Lakers, they kind of put him in isolation and, hey, here's the ball, make something happen. And it's just, especially in the half court, is not great. It's just not, it's not great for him. It's not great for anybody. It's definitely not great for us to watch. And so I, I think for where they need to start thinking seriously is, hey, are we doing actual damage to this kid by continuing to force him into these situations? Because I think they are. I think they're, they're, they're stunting his growth at this point, trying to groom him into a player that he clearly isn't and he might never become. So why not just lean into the player that he is right now, especially given the dire straight, dire situation uh, that the roster is around him, and try to optimize him. You have like a handful of players who you should be optimizing. He is one of them, and the Lakers just flat out are not. So get him out of the starting lineup. Get him on teams or on, on in lineups where LeBron is playing the five, and you have as much space for him as possible out there. And, and really try to... Make him the best player that he can be right now. <laughs> stop, stop trying to, you know, convert him into this player that he might become four or five years from now, uh, or might not. But he's if it's going to happen, it's not going to be this year. So recognize that and adjust. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. We have a busy week ahead of you guys as we get ready to to close out 2021. The Lakers as an organization, and I as a Lakers fan, (laughs) cannot just, I cannot be happier to see the the year 2021 in our rear views um, or Jimmy Butler's lack thereof. The great thing is, as you get to a new year, there, there is like a natural reset, and hopefully everybody within the Lakers have some resolutions, some lineup resolutions, some personnel-type resolutions, all those kinds of resolutions that, that hopefully as we wrap up with this last week of 2021 will allow the Lakers to hit the ground running in 2022. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.